Pushkin. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. And we're going on a series of double dates to find out... What makes a marriage last? We flew out to Santa Monica to visit Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen. Their house is carved into the side of a hill. It's a craftsman-style bungalow built in 1922, and it has what is called a living roof, which is covered with greenery to fight off climate change. Ted and Mary decorated it themselves. It's very relaxed and homey. Mostly, it was their warm connection to each other that grabbed our attention from the start. First off, this is fun. (laughs) Yeah, we've been so excited. We're really honored that you asked us. Yeah. Well, you came to mind immediately, you know, really. People are always asking us, how did you, how are you married so long? And what, <laughs> I like him, he likes me. Yeah. He's cute, I like the way he smells. I don't yeah. know, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a big deal. Well, that's right, yeah. yeah. So they we do thought, smell good. <laughs> Ted likes to play the rascal. But once we settled at their farm-style kitchen table and began to talk, he was so honest and vulnerable. Married. Well, of four of us here, I'm the only one who's only married once. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I'm the third time being married. Well, that maybe that's an interesting way to start. So oh, great. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because either you're a wild optimist or, uh, or you're in total denial. I mean, I got married in college at Carnegie uh, halfway through, and I think it's fair to say the real communication would have been um, I'm afraid to go to New York by myself. Are you? Oh, well, let's go um, share an apartment and be buddies. That would have been kind of the emotional truth. But somehow we ended up getting married. And, and you were young. You were 20. And we were young, 22. And um, uh, married for five years. 
good friends, but certainly not, you know, a, a marriage. Um, and then got divorced and married again and had children, but still a huge level of unconsciousness on my part. And that lasted 15 years. I mean, my life was incredibly messy, but underneath there was a lot of work going on where I was trying to stop being a liar and wake up. Um, and what I were you a, lying about? Everything, pretty much. I was not hugely faithful. I'll leave it at that. So I did all this work on myself. But by the time we met, I was convinced I was incapable of having you know, a relationship that I wouldn't mess up. This was back in 1994, when both of them were cast in a film called Pontiac Moon. And just like when I first met you, Ted was drawn to Mary immediately. And what was it about her? When you cast in a part together, you have an excuse to look at somebody in the eye, whereas otherwise I'm kind of shy. We're about to work together, so you, you're supposed to know each other, so you, you share. And I was, I was, like I said, a hot mess, and so I shared my life with her on that first night, and it was very clear nothing was possibly going to happen because how nutty I was, <laughs> and Mary wasn't looking to be in a relationship. So it really started off friends until halfway through the production. Uh, we took a canoe ride. Wow. Jump in here. I don't want to do a no, monologue. you're doing great. Okay. All right. So we were playing uh, uh, these kind of 1960s, um, kind of, it was a very strange film, but we're not going to have a relationship, Mary and I, because that's clear, but we should do something fun and kind of old-fashioned romantic, because that's kind of what the film is like. Uh, by then, I knew that when I showed up at lunch and somebody else was sitting next to Mary, the part of me was like, mm little grumpy uh -huh. that I hadn't got there in time to sit next to her. But then we took the canoe ride, and it was this big tidal river called the Mendocino River. Big river. Big river. And we got into a canoe that had an outrigger. It was just a beautiful canoe. And there was a group of three or four other people going up. And we outdistanced them quickly. And we just kept going around the next bend. It was always Mary in the front and me in the back. Um, Effortlessly paddling, which is, you learn a lot, I think, in a canoe. And there was very little conversation, except when it was right. Mm -hmm. Sea otters, blue herons. Um, you liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was just magically beautiful and totally in sync and peaceful and at ease. And I think on the way down, we stopped to have a little bite on the corner of the you know side of the river and, and but you kept wanting to turn around oh that was that was kind of a for our wedding that she part of our vows was a poem about that canoe ride it, it was really kind of like a charter for our marriage um, about look you know finding the truth in each other's eyes and but mary what has in our entire life been the person that goes oh let's let's go around the next bend come on let's let's do this and, I'm usually the one going, oh, I don't, you know, I think we, we should, we're fine. We should. <laughs> and she's always the one that gets me to go around the next kind of curve in life. And, uh, well, that sounds idyllic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It, hey, we're madly in love. I am, um, feel so, so blessed um, on every level from as deeply spiritual as you can get to, to the more shallow and whatever. Um, 
We really do celebrate how lucky we are a lot. Were you, know, you a little I, scared? Uh-uh. Uh, I got scared. I got we scared. Had one, you, had, you did. You yeah. had one moment where... I got I was, really scared because we lived very differently. I lived in an old farmhouse in Ojai and had a very small life, except I would go off and occasionally do a movie. But I couldn't even do that very often because... I was a single parent and I didn't want to leave my kids, you know? And I've always been a little shy of being out there, being talked about. I don't need that. I love being an actor, but I didn't do it because I need to be the person in front of the, the flashbulbs. I like being in front of the camera, but I don't like my life being out there. And his was all out there and so but because i was being messy not yeah because I so, was but it scared for it. me it scared me and and i was just scared because i'm so protective of my children as a mother like what am i don't want to make a, a bad choice and so it was scary you know but it it oh. here, here's what i found i found this weird thing that you can go you, your brain can say no 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 i can't do this no 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 this is I need to walk away from this. And your brain can say whatever it says, but it's, I found, and this is not a, an intentional pun, but my soul was in my feet. My feet, sometimes very hesitantly, sometimes more surely, walked toward him. And no matter what my head was doing, that's what I found myself doing and so it was like I can only assume that was the voice of my soul because my brain <laughs> my brain was not that simple right. you know my brain was like well especially a guy who'd been married twice yeah yeah you would think well is he going to be able to do this yeah and well also I had told myself because I had just ended a relationship right before I met him and it was really not a good relationship at all and we were both uh, very much not right for each other and um and i had just told all of my friends guess what i'm not good at relationships and i look like i would be but in fact i'm not and i'm i'm done i have two beautiful children i'm done i'm not putting myself through this anymore and and then i met him I was smitten. I was smitten. Uh -huh. Without, because my life was so complicated, I didn't think to, to do something about that. Right. But I couldn't wait to be around her, uh -huh. literally every day. I don't know if I felt that right away. It was such a crazy time for me. And everything for me got filtered through my two kids. So How old were they at this time? They were 10 and 12. Yeah, that's young. And then I just started noticing whenever we were all as a cast going out to dinner or doing something when he wasn't there it was like oh okay a little disappointed right so it snuck up on me and it just kept being becoming more and more and more undeniable that I wanted to be around him and also just the more I got to know him the more I saw, in spite of everything that was going on, I 
saw what a fine human being this is, you know, and and so different than I thought because I had an image of him that even though it's stupid, I sort of bought into Sam Malone. Yeah, right. Even though I should know better because right, right, right. I'm an actor. Yeah, but it was a long, that was a long time, that show. And I was a big fan yeah. of the show. And I started to think, oh, he's probably super slick. Yeah, right. Guy, you uh-huh. know. <laughs> and then I, your joke is very my fun. joke is that I I was wrong because slick guys don't say gosh a Rooney after making love. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but um, but I mean, Ted was raised with the Hopi Navajo people and ranchers' kids outside of uh, Flagstaff. Flagstaff, Arizona. Spent his mornings riding bareback on a horse, you know, across the desert with his friend Raymond, who was Navajo or Hopi, Hopi, and um, that he had the most exotic American childhood. And and once I started meeting his family and seeing like all the pieces that made up this person, it was like wow, he's so not who I thought he was, not at all. And I mean, for me, his tenderness toward my children and now our grandchildren would be a reason alone Mm -hmm. to love him. Yeah. Did you make an accommodation that you could talk about to accommodate this? My my changes came before I met Mary. I mean, I had a a mentor um, who uh, walked me through a lot of my stuff that I was going through. As soon as I had kind of woken up, the gift of my life was standing there. and But this habit you had of lying, let's say. Right. Did you notice yourself saying to yourself, I'm not going to do that here, I'm not going to... I do remember one moment where early on, before we were engaged even, that um, I started to do a version of push-pull, and I looked, and Mary, it didn't register on her face. She didn't play that game. She didn't even nibble at whatever this little thing I was, you know, doing. So it was like, oh, God, I guess I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> you know, if this yeah. person doesn't even know this stupid dance, right. I won't have to do that dance anymore. Right. Uh, For me, I, I had big accommodations to make. I was a single woman with no children, and I married a man who five. lived with four sons. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I w- was very flattered because... He would say to people, Marla's the first person I've ever known that knows the difference between each of them and can talk to each of them differently. And I had good relationships with them all. There is no book that tells you how to do it. And the one thing I figured out right away, for me, that worked, I don't know if it works for everybody, is they have a mom, it's not me, what do they need from me? Like, what is safe and fair to give, to do, as far as being a step-parent? And then I thought, well, man, everybody needs a cheerleader. There is no Mary Poppins. No. There is no Aunt B. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, so forget that. Yeah. And you just have to hope and pray. Yeah. You know, you know. I mean, we've made. Oh, good Lord, we're do. You know, we have yeah, bumps and ups and downs, and you know, I, I all the time. But, but 
90% of the time, we want to have fun and be happy. Right. You know, we'll do drama if we have to a little bit. Well, our motto is the only drama we like (laughs) is that that we're paid for. (laughs) Right. I look at Marion and go, we can be in the middle of an argument. And I can trust, even with anger in the air, that if I look at my stuff, she will look at her stuff or vice versa. That she is trustworthy to see her part in any situation. It feels a lot better to point over there and say, you're wrong and this is what you've done to me and I'm a victim. And it feels so much better than to go, okay, I... (laughs) Here's my half. Here's my half. I'm going to own up to it. I mean, where's the fun in that? But the fact that you do it is magic. We'll have more after a quick break. As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hello, hello. Malcolm Gladwell here from Revisionist History, my podcast about the overlooked and the misunderstood. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Outliers. It was about exceptional people, the ones who operate at the outer edges of human performance. Outliers fascinate me. And last year, I discovered an outlier in the form of a community organization, Washington State's City of Bellevue. The city wanted to improve public safety by making their roads safer, So they created something that no one had ever built before, a platform that gave road users warnings of any dangers ahead in real time. How did they build it? By using a combination of technologies, the cellular vehicle-to-everything network, T-Mobile's 5G network, and 5G-connected cameras. People driving, bicycling, walking, running, can't forget people running, and people operating the transportation network now had a way to prevent crashes. It's been a huge success. The city of Bellevue earned first place in the community category at the T-Mobile for Business Unconventional Awards, an event that celebrates T-Mobile customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of meaningful change. If you're a T-Mobile for Business customer and your team has, like the city of Bellevue, innovated something really, really cool, I encourage you to enter. It's also a great way for outliers to be recognized in front of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. That's tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're back to our conversation with Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen. They've been together nearly 30 years. So Marlo wanted to know what happens when they hit a rough spot. You do have to have something in the bank to get you through those moments. And I do have trust that on the other end of this, my wife, you know, if I walk away in the middle of a fight and go, mm, there's a voice going, do you really think that your wife is not crazy about you and love you? And I have to go, no, of course she does. You know, so there, there's something good about having a history of getting through, a history of love, a history of knowing she loves you. But yeah, usually it's, for me, it's about finally telling the truth that I don't want to tell. Whether it's I'm angry, I'm angry irrationally at you. And if I tell you I'm angry at this, then, then how can we be, you know, I grew up with a mother who was unbelievable about the giving, the caring, the loving, the nurturing. You're in pain, let me, you know, she could be with people dying. People came to her. For, but anything negative, a negative thought, a selfish, petty, angry thought was intolerable. She would almost get sick as a, in, you know, she'd have a cold, <laughs> the flu, as opposed to dealing with her anger, you know, anything that was so less. So dealing with anger for you was hard? Huge, still is, you know, or anything where, I mean, we just for had For both of us, for different, very different reasons. Yeah. We both uh, had come from families where there was, it was, it was fully loaded that anger was scary, you know, both of us. And, yeah. and, and that was one of the things before I met him, I recognized him myself. I, I realized, I first went to therapy and the first thing I learned on day one was how, how I had not been able to express anger, that there was no room for it, no place for it, that it was not appropriate in my life. And For real? Yeah, I, I came from, I didn't mean to interrupt go. you. No, no, I mean, uh, yeah, go. Uh, my dad was a freight train conductor, and I grew up in Arkansas, and that would have been a nice little middle-class um, family, except that my dad, when I was eight years old, was diagnosed, diagnosed with heart disease. And in those days, they, they dealt with it in very weird ways. He was basically told, you can't work, 
you can't hunt, you can't fish, you can't drive, you can't make love to your wife, oh you God. can't. They took everything. You can eat your bacon. You can eat, <laughs> no problem with bacon. Oh my gosh. You know, like, and, and my dad was one of these people that would do exactly what his doctor told him. So, you know, his, basically they, they gave him not much reason to live, but that was supposed to keep him alive. Yeah. And <clears throat> so, when the doctor told us, I was there with my mother, and the doctor looked at us, and I remember him looking at me and saying, now you be a good girl now. You know, your daddy needs you to be a good girl and keep everything quiet. And, you know, and basically the eight-year-old went, I get it. I can't make noise. I can't do anything wrong. I can't make a mistake or my dad's going to die. Oh. Got it. Oh, my God. And, and it was backed up with eight heart attacks. And oh then my, my dad proceeded to have heart attack oh after heart attack. And during that time, he couldn't work. So we became, you know, we Bob, struggled. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so my mother became... That pressure must be awful. I mean... It was. It was. Looking, you're always looking at your dad to see if he's breathing. 100% <clears throat> of the time. That was my childhood. And then he would have a heart attack... Like one was when I got a B, uh, and one, you know, the, I knew what I had done to oh cause God. each one. So the good news about that story is that my world that was safe was books. Just by reading, but I could. So many could emotions have, were suppressed. Yeah, but not in books. Oh, in wow, books, no. it was Amazing. like, and my favorite as a child, like my hero, was Pippi Longstocking, who was like wild and redheaded and wore shoes too big for herself so she could wiggle her toes. And, you know, I loved all that because it was the opposite of what I was being. So when you got a hold of your anger, when you, when you went so through all this therapy. So on day one of, of therapy, which was when I was 24 years old, and this woman on day one goes, oh my God, well, no wonder you became an actress. Of course, that's your safe place. That's the, you know. To let and, it out. And so learning how to be a fully actualized human being that actually could experience things other than sweet Southern smiles, you know, that was a huge thing for me. And I think for a while, I got angry too quickly. I, 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 it's like a... You tried to switch on. The switch was too... It was maladjusted, all of it, you know? And part of what I've had to learn to do is just be centered with it. Well, I mean, do you have a real fight? We have yeah, had fight. some oh humdingers. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I've accused him before of fighting... I said, you're mean. You're like, mean like a junkyard dog. <laughs> and, um, but the truth is, we both hate it. So if you had to say, what's the foundation that makes a marriage last other than love? I would say truth and laughter. Yeah. Honestly, those two things for us. And the hard um, work part is tell the truth. Yeah. Because I mean, that's, that's, that's uncomfortable. At but, times, yeah. Well, at what, times. What, when is it uncomfortable to tell the truth? When it's not going to feel good to the other person or when it's going to make you look bad uh -huh. or when you've done something that you, you know I'm going to have to tell Mary. 
shoot, you know, because now I can't ride in on my white horse and be wonderful and noble. I'm an asshole. And I just proved it. And now I'm going to have to share this with Mary. And why do you have to share it with Mary? Because otherwise I, well, the, the, because we kind of have an agreement, unspoken or spoken agreement to, to share, to not have secrets. So it's not that I'm, I need to share it to get blessing or permission or something. I need to share it so I don't have this little inside of me. People are going to think these are really juicy secrets you've got. No, 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 no. It's whatever it is. Now I know. Did you have secrets in the beginning? No, Mm -mm. no. I think that's what was unique about the relationship for each of us. I'd never not had secrets. I'd been full of secrets. (laughs) But for us, I think we had both kind of had enough of secrets. You know, we had both lived that way. And it had caused us... Um, to feel alone in life, you know? He knows my warts. He knows exactly how smart or not smart or kind or not kind or how impatient a person I am. He knows all that. Sometimes it's not that there's a secret between you, that there's a sadness that you haven't looked at inside of yourself that you, you know, hey, I'm getting older. This I'm feeling sad about getting older, yeah. and I'm embarrassed to tell you that I'm better. Exactly. Da-da-da. No, that's you know, great. Yeah. All of those things. From- but but I think also, and no two people would be more perfect to say this to than you two. As famous people, the world either criticizes or romanticizes you. There's not. It's rare. They that do it the, both. It's yeah. It's both. rare that they would just right. like your realness and here you are a very imperfect person that's if i had to say yeah. the thing we're most protective of in life it's that we keep it real so that and i and i and i you know you also recognize in people for me it's like my mother had a lot of things and was complicated but there were so many wonderful things about her that i see and marry you know there's a deep kindness and caring you know about people uh, I don't think I could be with somebody who didn't feel that way. We had a divine intervention, yeah. and here we are. But but it's also but 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 these are little pegs along the way that you've said yeah. that it's it's it feels like magic, but it isn't because there are yeah. these things that you count on each other for. Yeah. I completely count on Phil, and I'm not what one would call a needy little person. But I need something from him, many things. But one of the things that I need is that when, I'm, when I go down, when I get blue about all of these things, you know, mm-hmm. out of work, I'm getting older, whatever it is that I choose to be blue about that day, only Phil can, can bring me back. And, and I'm from Hollywood, so I know a bullshitter when I see one. You know, mm-hmm. what he says to me, you know, it's just... Is, is immediately wise, I respond yeah, to it, yeah. you know, and I, I come back. He he waters my plant, mm-hmm. you know, and I come oh, back. That's yeah. really you nice. know. Yeah. So, and I count on it. Gratitude is huge for me, you know. It is. <clears throat> yeah, it's okay to be wanting more and different and all of that. <clears throat> be be grateful and celebrate, you know. The first. Thing I wrote in an autobiography I wrote in 1978. The first line is, 
If I could start over as a parent, and I wish I could, when my children pleased me, I would tell them. It's tough because when you, how old were you? When you what age are you talking about for yourself when you didn't, when you all of a sudden had four sons by yourself? <laughs> Um, 27. Wow. Smack dab yeah, into, can I carve out a place in the world? Can I do this? Can right. I, so you're so forward looking. Yeah. It's hard. I was hard. also doing a show every day. But parenting is a lousy job for a perfectionist or to even have satisfaction because it's just... Everybody's doing the best right, they can, right. you know. Can I add one thing? No, in the picking no, you can't. <laughs> no, be quiet, Ted. Um, um, I, my, my form of seduction early in life was to find the person's uh, gaping hole in their personality or their being and then fill it and become indispensable to them. You know, so I was. I know a lot of guys like you. (laughs) So I was like around a lot of kind of broken wing, wounded kind of people, and don't do that. You know, find somebody who's playing at the same level you are. That's that's actually find somebody that likes being who they are. Yes, that's better. You know, they know that's great, but that's also very interesting. What you're saying is. Great that that find somebody who likes who they are. Yes, that's they might not think they're perfect. Right, right. They might need help right. now and then, but they basically uh, they're not running from who they are. Life is not a series of pointing fingers and right. blaming. Yes. And also, and, you're not going to be the one to save them. No, you're not. You're, you're not going to ne- change them. Never, that's what's great about the broken you never wing will. people. You're you not going to change never, somebody. Yeah, you will never fix the broken wing. I met somebody who was so happy being herself. She needed me to show up and be me and be real, but she didn't need me to fix her. And I'd done a a lot of fixing, which leads to anger, you know. And inequality. Yeah, inequality, patronizing. It's horrible when you think you're the person fixing somebody else. It sucks. And it's terrible to them. It's terrible to you. And, uh, you know, find someone you don't have to fix. Great. When we're in love and in tune and communicative and laughing in life, when we're that how we are most of the time, it is truly divine. It is, it is heaven on earth. That's Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen. They sure were fun and so in love with each other. It was pretty idyllic. I would be jealous, but I have you. You most certainly do. Until next time, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. Okay. (laughs) I win. (laughs) You win. What you should do is leave one of the mics on when you leave these interviews. (laughs) We have a big bust up. stupidest thing. Did you believe those two pretending that they like each other? Okay. Double Date is a production of Pushkin Industries. The show was created by us and produced by Sarah Lilly. Michael Bahari is associate producer. Musical adaptations of It Had to Be You by Stellwagen Symphonette. Marlo and I are executive producers, along with Mia Lobel and Lital Molad from Pushkin. Special thanks to Jacob Weisberg, Malcolm Gladwell, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Eric Sandler, Emily Rostek, Jason Gambrell, Paul Williams, and Bruce Kluger. 
If you like our show, please remember to share, rate, and review. Thanks for listening. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.